Hot off the grill, bitch. It's my dad to shut. Presented by Petey's Pizza. Mamma mia. It's a pizza. Petey's Pizza. I'm your host, Kyle, alongside Bill, and our dads are chefs. We know what we're talking about. Billy, how was your week? How you doing? I am doing great. I am so excited for the podcast this week. We have a lot of absolutely wonderful things to talk about. The first thing I just want to say, though, is thank you again to Warren of The Modern Butcher for joining us on the pod last week. Great interview. Really great story as well. And overall a great message i really like to see small businesses and just people in general being able to tell their story and us being able to give them that platform so uh, again if you guys are from the new england area i think it's worth the new england area drive for sure you guys should check out the modern butcher located on 226 merrimack street new rayport massachusetts and again you can find them on social media at the modern butcher shop but one thing kyle i just wanted to talk to you about after the interview was regarding the sausages can we just go over the wonka sausage just like real quick i honestly couldn't even tell you what's in that like so if you guys haven't listened to the pod again definitely listen to it but for those of you who didn't forget to the wonka sausage was essentially a combined effort of eating some sort of like he described it as almost like a three-course meal it made me think of like the wonka gum right like that's that's the idea behind it it has like the three meals in one chew Ah, man, I just really want to try that sausage. And then the way he was describing, too, you could take the sausages and make them patties. When he's like, I love seeing people's mind-blown moment, my mind was fucking blown. You know what got me with that was when he said that sausages are a canvas. Like, there's no rules, and he was never taught to have rules making the sausages. I'm like, that makes total... I feel like that's with anything, to be honest with you. But yeah, he kind of nailed it on the head. That was pretty sweet to hear. Yeah, Hell yeah. it was an awesome interview. Yeah. Hell yeah. Food is food is better when it's fun. And you could tell that there was emotion and passion in him and obviously in the product he produces. So again, shout out Warren. Great first guest to have on the pod. And if you guys are any food professionals, know any food professionals out there, hit us up on Instagram or Twitter at my dad's a chef pod. We love to hear your guys' stories. We want to give everybody platforms and a place to just let us know why food is so fucking cool to you. So Bill is on Instagram this weekend and saw you made some buffalo chicken dips. So why don't you tell the people how you made that look pretty good? Let me tell you a little story about how to make some buffalo chicken dip. Chicken dip. Chicken dip. Why don't you tell a story? Buffalo chicken dip. It's a very easy thing to make. Yeah. So, so easy. Oh, you got to tell me how. Go to the market, baby. And yourself, two cans, canned chicken. Sometimes it'll be pink when it comes out of the can, but it's all right, baby. Don't worry. Little pink ain't never. Little pink ain't never hurt nobody. Little pinky. So then you take your half cup of Frank's Red Hot Sauce. You got to use Frank's Red Hot Sauce when you make love with the chicken. Shout out to Frankie. Got Got him. Then you take your half cup of ranch, pour it all over that chicken. Make sure you put that chicken, that ranch, that ranch, that ranch, put them all that ranch. mix them together, baby. Mm. Mix it all up. Ooh. My secret to my left chick tip. You can put some blue cheese in there if you want to, but the people I usually make it don't like blue cheese. So blue I put cheese, Mexican cheese. cheese in there. I mix that Mexican cheese all good up in there. 
Ay, Dios mío. Adios mío. Yeah, that's sweet. Um, yeah, so I then, like, so then the, yeah, the, the most important part of the cream cheese, the most part important about, about the cream cheese, you got to use a block of cream cheese and not whipped cream cheese because we lack objective thick, baby. That's true. Yeah, that, that's that's that is, that's a shoot though. Legit, that's a shoot. I used oh, whipped cream cheese for the buffalo chicken dip I made last weekend, and it was too watery. And it was embarrassing because I brought it to somebody's house. I literally went to somebody's house, and I was like, "Yo, I'm a chef up for you, real quick," because you know my dad's a chef. I know what I'm doing clearly. And it was watery. I was upset. Everybody, everybody was like, "No, it's good. It's good. It's good." But I knew it was watery. You know, I know how I like buffalo chicken dip, and I know how I can make buffalo chicken dip. I was upset at it. You can totally tell the difference in texture between the whipped cream and the cream cheese. Oh, absolutely. It was, it was actually a little crazy. I didn't expect it to be that major, but it was it was a crucial part. I like to use the market brand, honestly. I, I yeah. Philip, is, Philip is an extra dollar's worth, and market basket's yeah, more Philly, for your dollar. So cream cheese, bro. Yeah, I go Philadelphia. That's the best cream cheese. Uh, Philadelphia's pretty no good. No free ads. Cheese. No free ads, but yeah, I'd agree with that. No they're, they're, they're pretty good, like, mainstream. But I like the market basket cream cheese. Shout out market basket cream cheese. Shout out market. They got good flavors. That's the next thing I want to try too. I want to try flavored cream cheese in my. No, no don't even. It's disgusting. No, you don't think so? Disgusting. Like an onions and chives flavor. Um, if I'm having an onion bagel, that's a whole different story. But no, flavored cream cheese. Nah, I'm good. Hmm. I feel like it'd be all right. But the reason why I made buffalo chicken dip is because it was game day. Both the New England Patriots and the Red Sox, shout out the Red Sox, by the way, played on Sunday. The games were right after each other, too. They were timed very well. Red Sox went fucking 13 innings. But, you know, I, Buffalo Chicken Dip is a, is a great game day food, though, whether it's whatever sport you watch, right? Buffalo Chicken Dip is good for any sport. So I, I got to thinking that I truly believe that Buff Chick Dip is a top three game day food. Thoughts? Top three, but it's not the best. What do you think is the best? Nachos. You know, nachos was definitely my first thought as well. They really... So I feel like buffalo chicken dip is kind of a nacho in a sense because you don't eat buffalo chicken dip without that tortilla chip. Fair. But nachos and buffalo Right, but there's nothing like a nacho. There there is nothing like a good nacho. Really, there is nothing like a good nacho. Every, like, think about it. You go to a Super Bowl party, what's the first... What's, like, the most common thing you would think would be there? nachos nachos it's not pizza it's not burgers or any of that shit no it's well, burgers maybe pizza though pizza i don't know pizza's a good one pizza yeah. pizza might be number two pizza might be number two pizza might be number two i feel like buff chick dip i'm trying to think it would still be in my top three but if we did a buffalo chicken pizza though whoa baby that would get me going yeah but i'm a big cheese guy i'm lame I'm a big cheese guy too. I'm, Don't get me wrong. I'm like in home. I'm like in home alone, where like all he wants to himself is a large cheese pizza. Were you ever a calzone guy? Yeah, I went through a phase. I was, I was, I was very uh, picky though. I only had it with like red sauce. I would only have like chicken parm or like veal parm calzone. Oh, I love steak and cheese calzones. I'd still crush steak and cheese calzone if I had the opportunity to. Mm-hmm. You know what the sleeper calzone though? Chicken bacon ranch. Chicken bacon ranch. Sleeper. Sleeper. Hot take overrated pizza. Mm. As a man, as a man, I pride myself in eating good, clean pizza. 
can I can, can I tell you ranch. what I consider to be too much? A meat lover pizza. No, no way. Oh, you can't say a chicken no bacon ranch is lighter than a meat lover's pizza. It's not, but you don't. There's no such thing as too much on a meat lovers because that's the whole point. People that love meat love right. pizza. Right, but I don't love that pizza. I do not love that pizza. I it's think that it is a mess of it's a pizza. A, it depends what you put on it, but like, but like when I, I, it's not like it's a nacho. Like on a nacho, that's good, but on a pizza, the dough is already heavy in itself. The sauce is already there. The oils from all the meats just makes everything more soggy. Texture is just like soggy dough around like a meat casing like it's like a fake calzone essentially yeah but you can get too much ranch sorry you can get too much ranch on your chicken bacon ranch and it tastes like shit so there is definitely a party of people that will say that's not a bad thing i'm on the edge because i definitely try and limit as much ranch as i put especially my buffalo chicken dip i try and limit my amount of ranch i put in i'd add more things before i add the ranch Uh, you know i it is a good calzone, man. Like, I, I, I think it is a good calzone. I think that Meat Lovers is way more overrated, though, than a chicken I'm a Meat ranch. Lovers guy because, like, I love cheeseburger, like, Big Mac pizzas. Okay, well, I do love a Big shout Mac out, pizza. Shout out Krugers. Shout, shout out, out Krugers. Krugers. No free ads. Shout out Krugers. That's a free ad because What's we up? do good interviews. Anyway. anyway. Yeah, no, um, that's, like, my favorite pizza in the world. Hey, Billy. Hey, Kyle. I have a question. Oh, I love questions. What's the difference between General Gao's chicken and General Sao's chicken? There isn't. Really? Yeah. You're welcome. (laughs) Ching. Pudding is sick. Yes, we are talking about pudding. Hold on, pause. Hey, stop scrolling. You guys were scrolling through this podcast and you just realized wait, did they just say pudding is sick? Because pudding is fucking sick. We're going down our rap sheet right now. And I just want to put out there I was eating a pudding before we started this podcast, and pudding is fucking sick. He also dropped the pudding. I did drop the pudding. That was pretty sick. Yeah, he dropped the pudding. And hey. grossed me the fuck out because your spoon hit the ground too, and you still use your spoon. The spoon did not hit the ground. Yes, it did. No, it did not. Stop. Stop. I, it was in my hand. How am I going to drop something that's in my hand? Drop it off the table. The spoon was in the cup. No, it was not. Our food fact of the week this week is brought to you by, just basing it off my sources, no free ads, eatfirst.com. Billy, have you ever heard of the story of the sandwich? Did you ever hear about how a sandwich was invented? No. Do you want to know? Kinda. Quote, this lunchtime classic is said to have been invented by the Earl of Sandwich. He is an avid gambler. John Montague, 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 was on a 24-hour streak and did not want to leave his table. He wanted to eat without having to put his cards down. Thus, the sandwich was born. One small step for man, one giant leap for sandwiches. 
Another fun fact about sandwiches, actually, Billy, is that one of them has been smuggled into space. Did you know that sandwiches in space? What consists of a space sandwich? I don't know, but astronaut John Young smuggled a corned beef sandwich onto a spacecraft for a six-hour mission, right? The sandwich didn't go too well in zero-gravity conditions and could have actually had grave consequences. Floating crumbs or debris could have caused serious damage to the shuttle, but luckily, they returned unharmed. And NASA since have taken the steps to ensure no sandwich goes into space again, end quote. That's wild. Shout out John Young. What a, what a homie. Dude just wanted to have a corned beef sandwich in space, man. <laughs> I, don't blame I was him. expecting it to be like, a, that's a ham and cheese or whatever. No, I want a corned beef sandwich. Like, how do they not smell it? Corned beef is smelly. <laughs> like, it's very powerful. Honestly, especially if you don't keep it in like a, like, freezer, like, bridge i mean or well you gotta think like the, the, or anything like the that. astronaut suits are probably airtight they probably really Fair. can't smell it now that i'm like criticizing it that might actually be true they might have legit yeah. not been able to smell it again that was our food fact of the week i still think it's interesting that the sandwich thing was born from a guy who didn't want to stop playing cards that'd be me at the fucking yeah. blackjack table on a fucking 24-hour hot streak <laughs> the guy's kind of a genius I like his name was Earl Sandwich. It's funny. So one time I, I was at a trivia game and they asked a question about the Earl of Sandwich. What was his title? And I was the only person on my trivia team and on the whole trivia game that knew the answer. And it literally gave us like 25 extra bonus points. And we won the game because of it. I got a free $15 Amazon gift card for it. Really? It was lit. But so the Earl of Sandwich, the Earl and Sandwich and I are boys. For life. Yeah, I think like the like, how does he think of that? Yeah, like I, I'm curious. Two pieces of bread. Like I'm curious what he wanted to eat. I'm thinking like a roasted chicken because I'm trying to think of the time that period. Started it all. Roast beef. You're telling me the roast beef sandwich was the first sandwich ever made. I'm quoting my sources. No free ads. Earl of Sandwich USA.com says. That in 1762, John Montague, the fourth Earl of Sandwich, invented the meal that changed dining forever. As the story goes, he was playing cards and did not want to leave the gambling table to eat. He was asked for a serving of roast beef to placed in between two slices of bread so he could eat with his hands. Thus, the sandwich was born. End quote. So a roast beef sandwich was the first beef, sandwich ever created. Beef, yeah. Wow. Shout That's why there's... Shore. Shout out the North Shore. If you Shout guys aren't from the North Shore, like if you're one of our listeners from Germany or Switzerland or Spain or wherever you guys listen to us from, thank you, by the way. That's really fucking cool. To South Shore to even, us from but, there. Like, yeah. but yeah, or if you're from the South Shore, Massachusetts, yeah, you, you guys got to eat a fucking roast beef sandwich. Three-way, bud. Now it's time. Technically, Food Fact of the Week is recurring too, but the only recurring segment on My Dad's a Chef. Stir in the pot. Stir in the pot. Where we give controversial food opinions that we want to stir the pot on. Kyle, this week's a pretty simple one. 
what is the best way to cook an egg? Sunny side up. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, when you put this on the, the prompt earlier, uh, I thought of poached, but which is probably my number two. Is a close number two? But no, sunny side up. That's just a, a classic egg. Classic so you, egg. you so can... you like runny eggs? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You. You like runny eggs, bro? You can dip your toast into it. Your bacon. Okay, that's that sounds pretty good. But that's why I like it, and it's so a classic egg. I just love a fried egg, dude. I. Something about that yolk being cooked all the way through just really fucking does it for me. I like scrambled eggs too. Scrambled eggs are the classic though. You can you can't not can't admit that up. scrambled eggs are the classic. You can fuck up scrambled eggs because I definitely oh, have man, before. Yeah. Oh, a thousand percent you can. Undercook them, They're overcook them. Yeah, but pasta is the same way. If you undercook or overcook it, it sucks. Fair, but you're not technically fucking it up. Like you're not burning it. You're not like killing the whole. You can life. burn an egg can't burn an egg technically you yeah. can burn an egg you can burn yeah. egg. No, no, the point is tell me tell me how about this go go to your pan right now just crack an egg on it and don't put any oil or any butter or anything on the pan you'll just find out how to burn an egg do you want me to do that right now no because i don't want you to burn an egg but really sunny side up egg i i can't yeah. say i'm surprised definitely seem like what a sunny that? definitely seem like you are the type of person that would like a sunny side up egg you know just Runny, gross. <laughs> you dip your toast into it. Dip Listen, your bacon into I it. I just like firmness to my eggs. Like I love the sandwich egg. I, I, I like. I know people will be like, "Yeah, but you make an egg, an egg yolk runny on a sandwich egg." I like my sandwich eggs cooked through. Like when I have a sandwich egg, I want it to be a complete fried egg. I don't want any yolk in it. Nuh-uh. Do you ever have a egg in a basket? An egg. Has? in a basket no you know what that is no my dad makes them uh it's a piece of toast hey you take a cutter take like a circle cutter and you cut a hole in the toast poach an egg put the poached egg inside the middle and you crack the poached egg and it just goes all over the toast bomb that sounds like a reverse uh and then you benedict. take uh, and then you it is honestly a reverse benedict and then you take the uh in theory take the uh circle you cut out you dip it into the poached egg and it's, it's so good so good i i like i like benedicts so i can't say that i don't like poached eggs though i do have to i'll bend the knee for a poached egg just because it goes so well with a lot of other breakfast foods but really i'm, I'm interested in trying that now try it try it with wheat bread wheat bread try i think i have bread. i have sicilian bread in the cabinet right now that might that might be pretty good actually try it with wheat bread White bread, it gets a little, little. Too, and yes, Pete, and yes, to the listeners, this does matter. The white bread does get a little more heavy, mixed in with the yolk. It's because it has flour. In it. Exactly. So, 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 so wheat bread just balances itself out. That's pretty fun. Interesting. So, mm-hmm. does all bread have flour in it? It has to, right? Oh, man, I feel like we should know this. My dad's a chef. We don't even know what's in bread. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's wheat and wheat bread, like. Are you looking it up? Yeah. Uh, flour. First thing, first thing it says: flour is a basic ingredient in all <laughs> bread making. 
I know it's a chef, everybody. Yeah. We know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, so you definitely want to make it with wheat bread. It balances itself out better, not because the flour is a factor in the bread. It's just because it tastes better. Agreed. We're sorry. <laughs> we would like to sincerely apologize to our forefathers. I'm actually surprised it took us this long to get something wrong. I'm surprised it took us, was this six episodes? I think we've gotten other things wrong. <laughs> we I don't think so. I think we're doing pretty good. I don't know. I don't know. Warder gave me some pretty good credibility last week on my, on my, uh, on your bacon take? My, sausage take? my bacon take. Yeah. Your bacon take. Your, your bacon really texture good. take. If you haven't heard it, go listen to the interview. Anyway. Yeah. Took us took us a while. I, I saw this coming. I, I just assumed we did it on the first episode. <laughs> hey man. Our dads are chefs. We know what we're talking about. Kyle, as we do on this podcast when we end it, we like to let the people eat. And we will be making you this time around some flourless bread. Because even though it is the basics of a bread, we are miracle men. We make impossible happen. And we will make impossible bread for you. But for now, because that's not going to happen anytime soon, Kyle, give the people their dessert. All right, guys. So you know the drill. Please like, rate, share the pod. We really appreciate it. We're hungry. We know you're hungry. We all got to eat, so let's eat. Thank you guys again for listening. And as a disclaimer, our dads are chefs. We know what we're talking about, except for tonight. Thank you, guys.